And welcome back to the Quarter 3 Podcast. I am your host, Spencer Breedlove, and I get to do this podcast with my wife of 28 years, Lisa. That's me. Hello. Hey, Lisa. I just said hello, Spencer. I said hey back. Oh, okay. Hey, you know what episode we're on? 54. 54. 54th episode of the Quarter 3 Podcast. Pretty soon we'll be in our golden episodes. We are in the golden episodes. No, actually golden begin. it's in your after 60 or more. I thought that was 50. It's like it's celebrated at 50 but you're not in your golden years until you're in your 60s. Don't ask me why I read that the other day. That's weird. I know. I hey, know. you need to like pull your mic down. Okay, pull it down. Is that better? That's a little better. Okay. Yeah. All right. I can hear you better now. So. The better to hear you with, my dear. <laughs> That's what the big bad wolf said to Little Red Riding Hood. Okay, go ahead. So Sorry. Lisa so Lisa and I launched this podcast back in 2021. <laughs> Are you regretting <laughs> that we launched this podcast? I don't, did it really launch? Did it really launch or what did it do? Do we just need we to start just over? We started trying it. And we've lasted this long. We have. We just keep on rolling. We do. We just keep on rolling. People actually listen. They do. I think. I, they do. <laughs> we even get messages from we people, do. which I'm going to share one here in a minute. Yes. But anyway, we launched this podcast in 2021 with the mission to inform your mind, inspire your heart, and ignite your joy. And here on this podcast, we're going to. Share our joys, our triumphs, our challenges, Mm -hmm. painful moments, and how we're growing through each of those things. And we hope that you're going to laugh with us or at us, whichever you would prefer. It doesn't matter to us. We just hope you laugh. Um, And uh, we also hope that you take time to think and even have your emotions moved to tears. So on this week's episode, we're Uh going to talk about gentleness in a brutal world. Ooh. Gentleness in a brutal world. But before we do that. Yes. So earlier this week, I got a text from uh, a friend of ours, lives in our community. And I will just, I will list him as JB. Okay. This is what JB said. He says, hey, buddy, I want to tell you the podcast Demolition Required is amazing. Now, this Demolition Required was a podcast that we posted maybe three weeks. or four weeks ago. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. He goes, uh, I've listened to that 20 minutes to the last 20 minutes of that particular podcast. I've listened to that last 20 minutes three times. Hearing your struggle with prayer, with your prayer life, helps me to know that I am not alone. I often Mm -hmm. find myself praying so open-ended that no matter what I can say, my prayer was answered. Unfortunately, that shows how little faith I have. Thank you both for being so open and vulnerable. And we just want to, yeah, we just want to tell you, JB, thank you for your encouragement Mm -hmm. to us Mm -hmm. and you are welcome. Um, one of the things that 
we want to be able to do on this podcast is to be vulnerable and open with those things. We want to be an open book when it comes yeah. to the struggles that we experience, either personally in our own relationship mm-hmm. or the things that we struggle with from a place of our, even our spiritual growth and the things that we deal with. Uh, we are definitely not a perfect pair. Um, we definitely have our struggles when it comes to spiritual growth, mm-hmm. relationship growth. Um, Lisa and I don't always get along. What? And... <laughs> just kidding. It's true. If you would just do everything I say, <laughs> we'd get along just fine. Yeah. Well. <laughs> just kidding. I've never done everything that you've said, and I'm not going to start shouldn't. now. I know. I ain't going to start now. I know. But we certainly appreciate that text. Yes. And that really, really meant a lot to it did. to me and, mm-hmm. and to Lisa, and mm-hmm. we're very grateful for the opportunity. But that's why we do it. That's why we do this. That's why we're vulnerable and real, so that those of you out there listening under, can catch a glimpse that you're not the only one that no. has struggles and yeah yeah, yeah we're gonna fl- yeah. we're gonna as dr kevin lehman said to do flaunt your imperfections yeah flaunt them don't well, worry about that's them that's what we learn from it's okay yeah. to not be okay it's just yes. not okay to, to stay, stay there. there that's right you know that's right so okay. work through it all right quarter three question of the day well, you got something it's it's just questions I ponder sometimes. Oh boy. I know. Where is this going? <laughs> They're just very random. Okay? Okay. So why do we park in a driveway? Oh. But well, we drive on a parkway. I don't know. I know, but do you not just wonder that sometimes? No. Why is it called a driveway? I mean you drive onto it but then you stop you can't keep driving you you drive into your house but then you know as we travel around i notice this is boulevard parkway and this is whatever honey it's the english language it's confusing okay okay here's another one yeah is cereal soup no why not Soup is like liquid with some other solid stuff in it. That's what cereal is. No. Except I don't eat my cereal that way. You we don't. all know you've made fun of me for that. But No, cereal is not soup. Why would you I, think of that? Did somebody ask you that? No, but it is soup. It's, it's breakfast soup. <laughs> That's weird. It's breakfast soup. Honey Nut Cheerios What if we start not- saying... What breakfast soup would you like today? No. No. <laughs> Honey nut cherry. You do not. It's solid do things not. floating in Lisa, liquid. <laughs> Lisa, you are offending the bee. You're offending I don't think the bee. So. I think it's a compliment. And you're offending the gram. Listen, like people might say, I don't like soup. And kids, ooh, I don't like soup. Yes, you do, kids. You love cereal <laughs> in your milk. <laughs> That's so they love soup. That is so not soup. 
I mean, I would say okay. soup is supposed okay. to be hot, but there's some soup that's uh, cold. No, 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 no. I was going to say, you can't go by that. So, so what makes soup, soup, and cereal, cereal? I say it's all soup. It is not all soup. If it's liquid and you got solid stuff floating in it. <laughs> so that is interesting, though. What makes soup, it is, soup it? and cereal, cereal? Hmm. Hey, I just think. I don't know if we've got an answer for that one. No. But I my answer is this. I came up with that. Cereal should be crunchy with milk. No. It's only crunchy if you don't put milk on it. No, that's you why gotta, I eat, eat mine separately. No, I crunch my cereal and I take a swig of milk. Uh-uh, you got to eat it fast. No, yeah, like the no. golden grams, whatever. Golden no, grams, rice krispies, savor your golden honey nut grams, Cheerios, the little bit of like frosted flakes, honey on the graham cracker, and then you take a, a big gulp of your milk. Ice no, milk. you just eat it weird. Okay, back to my questions. What You're about really gonna them? like this one? Oh, you got another question. One more. Oh. Okay. How many chickens would it take to kill an elephant? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, do you just ever wonder about some animals? I mean, I know we watch on National Geographic's and the lions and the um, the cheetahs or leopards or how many cougars, chickens? and you know they take down their prey, but just other animals that aren't really around each other. How many chickens? Yeah. I, I mean, pecking and flogging with their wings. Do you know? Roosters can be mean, too. Do you know? No. I'm just asking. <laughs> I thought you had an answer to this. <laughs> I thought there was a real answer. No. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And I, I mean, oh, are chickens out of, in the savannah with speak, the elephants? Speak, no. <laughs> Speaking of the chickens. The elephant would have to come to the farm. Hey, speaking of chickens. <laughs> what? Um, why did the chicken cross the road? Oh, to get to the other side? Mm-mm, to get to the dum-dum's house. The dum-dum? Mm-hmm. I don't get it. Knock-knock. Who's there? The chicken. <laughs> so I'm the dum-dum? Where did you hear that? That was wow, Monty. Oh, the other night at the ball game. Oh my goodness, he came up. Monty to me. McClure. Monty's always got a joke. He does always have jokes. He's he's always got a joke. He says, "I got a joke." He says that. I said, "Oh, brother, I can't I, believe you remember." I just kind of rolled my eyes. He goes, "But that was pretty good for you to remember it." He said, "Why did the chicken cross the road?" I'm like, "Okay, Spencer, we just heard the joke." Yeah, and then we got it. He goes, not, not. I got, and I was like, oh, man. I just fell right <laughs> for it. Oh, I knew. When, yeah. <laughs> then when it switched gears to knock, knock. Oh, yeah. That I'm is gonna a, be the dum-dum. That's a great knock, knock joke. Whatever. I'm it just, really is. I'm impressed you remember but, it. Usually you don't remember the punchline. But, you know, I was gentle as I spoke. Really? That. I was gentle as I spoke that joke. To call me a dum-dum? <laughs> I'm not sure that's gentle at all if you call someone a dum dum. Oh goodness. Hey, let's uh let's move on. How about an update? Wow. How about our soccer team? They had a really good week. It was a this great week. week. They did. So proud of them. Yes. We had spent some time kind of debriefing from our um tough loss the week before. Oh, that was and ugly. Just 
you know, really teaching the girls to do some self-evaluation. Mm-hmm. That is just a good lesson for all of us yeah, to some, do checkups. Yeah, sometimes the best practice is to put the balls away yeah. and to put everybody in a huddle and let's yep. talk. Yep. Let's clear the air. And get them to really, really think and take ownership, you know, of their team, of their actions, of their attitude, of whatever. And and our girls really did. They responded with mature answers. I was incredibly for middle school girls, for middle, yes, for them to have the maturity that they that they demonstrated in that conversation. And and you know, we were saying we're vulnerable on on this podcast, but those girls were vulnerable there to their yeah, teammates were. and saying you know, I struggle with this and I know it affected my play or it affected, you know, y'all as my teammates. Yeah. And then after we talked through all of that and brought it back to, you know, an encouragement and let's leave it behind. And what do we do? We learn from it and we move forward and we grow from this. And they really did. Yeah. It was really neat to watch the growth then and them to step up. Had two games. The next two games. Had two games, yeah. won them both. Yep. The, we knew that both games were going to be physical. Physical and, and tough. Yeah. We, yeah, we knew. We're going to be easy. Uh-uh. Hmm. And, uh, and they came out. They, they came out with yeah. heart yep. and effort and... Even in some of the games that even in even in the games that we had, we had to, you know, pull pull some aside, talk talk with some of them, help them work through some of the things that they were working through in that game. But as a team, as a whole, man, they did awesome. They did super they did proud awesome. of them. A lot of growth there. Yeah. And this week, uh, we are headed to Emory for you. We are. Yeah. It's finally here. Like, it seems like it's really not been that long, but. <laughs> well, this all Several started, months, but yeah. This October. all started about, no. Well, July. Yeah. And then to October, there was this lag time. And then October to January. And then now January to March. Mm-hmm. So if you're like, okay, yeah. then why are you going to Emory? Um, so Lisa has what is known as an IRD which is an inherited retina disease. It is incurable, um, and it affects both retinas. And we finally have a an appointment mm-hmm. for her this Monday at Emory with, uh, with a doctor who is, I'm going to try to say this correctly, he is a vitreo retinal surgeon now i don't know exactly what that means but it's more than an ophthalmologist yeah and he is also an ird specialist Mm -hmm. at the emory eye clinic at the emory inherited retina disease eye clinic this guy trained at harvard university uh, massachusetts eye and ear clinic 
He trained there. He also trained at the Mayo Clinic, uh-huh. and he's now an assistant professor at Emory University. And so this is a this is a big appointment for you. Yeah, just hoping to maybe find out a little bit more information. Uh-huh. Maybe to hear. Do you have your hopes up? What's on the cusp of science? Yeah, what they're doing. Do you have your hopes up? About any of that? No, I don't think so. You know me. That's yeah. not really my personality. That's true. I'm just kind of a, let me gather information. Let me process it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not hopes, other than I, I'm i excited to hear. Right. It, it's like the step to the person that's really the person you need to be talking to if you want any answers. Right. Not that the other people that have helped me, it's been great. And the Lord has work orchestrated all of that. Uh-huh. We've seen his hand through it, getting me to this point. But this is, this is a specialist. This is doctor number four, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is, this is somebody that knows what's going on in the research field. Um, with science, yeah, he's not only practicing as a vitreo um, retinal surgeon; he's an assistant professor at the teaching hospital at Emory. I read where he travels. I mean, yes, he goes to these symposiums and knows what's going on, even worldwide, with them finding these eye diseases and what can they do for yeah. them to restore some eyesight or to slow um, it down. Now, one of the things that we have done on multiple occasions, um, one with our small group and yes. one with our church that has gathered around mm-hmm. you and has prayed over you, uh-huh. laid hands on you, uh-huh. has anointed you with oil yeah. right on the forehead uh-huh. and basically asking God for healing. That's what we're still praying for. Yeah, we're still and praying and mm-hmm. believing that that will happen. Sure. And that's where my struggle has been is in that. I mean, I want it. I want it to but there's always uh, maybe it's an attack. I don't know, but I think for me it's been one of those things where it's drawn out this maybe lack of belief hmm. or a place of unbelief in mm-hmm. my heart mm-hmm. that has been tough to overcome. And uh, you know, but we're still praying and believing God for healing. And the truth is is that if we were to show up Monday and you were to have your scans and mm-hmm. your scans mm-hmm. look normal, um, that is purely, that will purely be a miracle because it would have changed the genetic makeup. Yeah. But God can do it. And God can do that. And he could do it at any time. Anytime. So we'll walk the road as long as he tells us right. to walk it. So we yep. say that to say, hey, just join us in prayer um, yes. over Lisa. And, uh, so many people tell me that, that they do pray for me and mm-hmm. are praying for me, and I really appreciate it. Yeah. I feel it. I do. 
Well, let's jump into practicing yes, gentleness let's do. In, a, in a brutal world. Um, so we live in an unkind mm-hmm. and brutal world. Mm-hmm. People make stupid decisions. Anger, it lies deep in dissatisfied souls. Struggles ab- uh, abound. Um, hard is at every corner. Uh, the tongue is restless. Uh, it's very difficult to control the tongue. Um, so the question is, is how can we practice gentleness in a brutal world? So Lisa, um, Lisa's the one that came up with this particular topic to, uh, this week. Why did you come up with this topic? Well, we're going through the different fruits of the Spirit. Who, who at are? our school. Oh, okay. At our school. So we have a theme every year. And um, yeah, this is our theme for the year has to been is, is walking in step with the spirit. Well, how do you do that? It's by letting him develop the, those fruits in your life that can only come from the Holy Spirit indwelling in you and you abiding in him. And so... Yeah, we've just, we've had chapels um, on, starting at the beginning, love, joy, peace, peace, okay, and then we got to gentleness, and um, our head of school was taking us through kind of just a a devotional during our staff time and sharing, and um, yeah, it just got me to thinking and then reading some things and he shared some things um, that he had read and that God was teaching him. And yeah, I just thought it's something I needed to hear. Oh, about have you not been very gentle? Gentle. I don't know that that's Do my, you struggle with gentleness. Um, in some situations, yes. And in others, I'd, I'd say definitely not. Where do you not, where do you struggle with gentleness? <laughs> I mean, I know behind, when you're driving, that's one. Yeah. <laughs> or when you are, uh, or, <laughs> or when you're a passenger and somebody does something stupid and you go and you give them the it, thumbs down. Yeah, that's a whole And thing. you start judging. Right. It's right, stupid. I just don't like stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't like stupid. Right. I don't like. Yeah. You don't like stupid, stupid period. People, stupid don't be stupid. Don't, yeah, stupid. I just, why? Why be stupid? Uh-huh. No. The Bible talks God about stupid. I gave you a brain. Use your brain. Yeah. Use your brain. Um. So, yeah, maybe times like that are hard if it's things that get on my nerves. Okay. You know, pet peeves of mine. I'm maybe not quick to... Be gentle. And going along with that, I think I do definitely struggle with giving a gentle answer. Mm. That's what the Bible says as well. Yeah. I think my tendency, I can tend to be more harsh, quick. Yeah. You can, you can have, you can be cutting. I know. I yeah. can cut you. Yeah. <laughs> it can be a little little dicey, little sharp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's okay. Well, you're that's self-aware what I'm saying. of I, that. Right. 
And so I just thought gentleness, this is a good thing. And like you said, in the world that we live in, and it seems to be increasingly gravitating this way, that, mm-hmm. that it seems to be becoming even more harsh. And I, I want to have a gentle spirit. Yeah. So define gentleness. Well, I think that it's power under control. It's like a restrained power. Hmm. Kind of sounds like meekness. That, yes. Yes. Well, but I'm you sure, keep it in check. Yeah. I'm sure meekness and gentleness go hand in hand. Yes. Hmm. When I was looking up the word gentleness, mm-hmm. uh, it refers to kindness. Which and is, then, yes, which, which kindness is grace. Mm. Oh, we and, don't deserve. <laughs> and in the scripture, it says it's God's kindness that leads it's us repentance. to repentance. Yes. So, in essence, it's his grace that leads us to repentance. It's his gentleness, gentleness. that leads us to repentance. <laughs> It's not that, and I think some people get get God mixed up with some cosmic superpower that he's going to, you know, send lightning bolts Zap out of his rear yeah. end and, you know, cause you to suffer. And that anything that you suffer from uh, is God's punishment, you know, for your stupidity. And God is not being very gentle. He's being very harsh and somewhat unkind uh, to to us um, because we feel like he's punishing us. But nothing could be further from the truth. Is God disciplining us? Okay, yes. But God disciplines us in a manner of kindness, compassion, patience um he disciplines us because he loves us that's what the scripture says so all of those things you know point to a gentle father a gentle uh god who <clears throat> loves us and doesn't want us to remain as we are but wants to grow us so I thought it was interesting that gentleness is like kindness, yeah. is kindness, and kindness is grace, and it's God's kindness that leads us to repentance. So I said, <coughs> you know, some of the times that I struggle with gentleness yeah. was, right, was stupid. or Yeah, dealing with stupid. My pet peeves. Um, also in times of struggles, you know, maybe when you're going through something and... Maybe that's just preoccupying your mind. And it's quick to get there. Yeah. It's really, really quick to to get to that place of a lack of gentleness. For example, if we were to go back to that soccer game that we had at, um, at an away game yeah. a little over a week ago. Yeah. And, you know, our keeper goes down in the first two, three minutes of the game. The referee's not calling play not calling fouls some of our girls are getting you know trucked and they're 
falling on the ground and you know now their their safety their health is coming into question for me and rather than call uh, ask the ref to come over and be gentle in my response to her and in my request and say hey this is what we're seeing can you keep an eye on this so that you can watch our girls and watch out for them and and protect them and uh-huh. just help us out instead i went straight to a not uh, gentle oh so i went straight way out of being gentle and i went to being very snippy and quick uh and harsh to uh-huh. some degree and and that didn't bode well you know but anyway yeah well i've heard Gentleness is not cultivated in tranquility, but in struggles. Who said that? I don't know. I don't know where. Did I you hear that? At, did you hear that at school? I I don't know if it was that, that or if talk? I read it in something. Then yeah. I started. Re- I don't remember. I didn't mark it. Quite truthfully, I think it's both. Yeah, I think it's both. I think the struggles. I, um, the struggles are important for you to go through the hard. It's important for us to go through those things because it's those things that help to temper us. I know the hard things that I've been through have those been the give things you the opportunities to display to display it. Yes, his gentleness. Correct. Yes. Uh, but it's in the peace. It's in the it's in the solitude. It's in the tranquil. Those those times there where the ears and the eyes, the mind, the heart is open to receive the truth. Yes. True. So that you can apply it in the hard and the struggle. Yeah. So I understood what that was saying, but I don't know if I totally agree with that because that tranquil part is important. Mm -hmm. Solitude. When do you struggle with gentleness when do i struggle with gentleness i struggle when i'm not in a good spot whether uh-huh. it is i've had a long day i haven't uh-huh. rested um i'm out of rhythm in my in my spiritual disciplines of bible reading prayer uh exercise when i get out of rhythm like that and the other thing too i mean since we're being vulnerable uh I mean, I have to take medication for depression and anxiety. And if I don't take that, then eventually it it kind of goes out of the system. And so if I don't stay up to mm-hmm. date on that mm-hmm. and stay disciplined in taking my medication, stay disciplined in my, my rhythm, stay disciplined in my physical health, um, it, that, those are those places where I can find myself in a bad spot. And when I'm in a bad spot, I usually revert to a place of abrasiveness. I mm-hmm. revert to this place of being quick-tempered. Um, and I lack self-control, especially mm-hmm. with my tongue. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, it's you that takes the brunt. A lot of times. Because you're the one I'm with the most along those times. And... You, you're you the one that sees the ugly. And I think 
maybe that's what I was thinking about as as this came to mind. This topic <clears throat> was that it probably is the, those closest to us that get that. Oh yeah, sharp edge. Oh, because yes, when I'm out with others, or for the most part, especially if you're, you know, um in a, a smaller setting or a work setting or something like you, you kind of temper yourself, but it's, it's those at home. It's those that we spend a lot of time with. It's those that yes, might have those irritants that bother us. They get that sharp edge. Now what's really tough is when somebody, um, it's when somebody is not in a good spot and they're yeah. not gentle and they're not aware that they're not gentle. Oh. They don't even realize they don't even realize it. How they're coming across. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, what do you do? What do you do with that? You know? Mm. What do you do with that? Yeah. Um, me, I'm just gonna kinda walk away and go find somebody else to go talk with. Yeah. But um but if you're if you're that person you need to check yourself and uh, ask people, you know, to give you some feedback. Hey, mm-hmm. that's good. What do you? Am I not kind? Am I not a gentle person? And uh, get some help. So, um, where else do you find it tough to practice gentleness? Anything? No. I- no. I mean, I've said. I've already mentioned my tongue. Well, yes, I would agree with that with me too. So speaking of that, uh, with the tongue, the Bible is pretty clear. It says that a gentle answer Hmm. turns away wrath, but a harsh word Stirs stirs up wrath. Well, a gentle word turns away anger, and a harsh word stirs up right. wrath. So, and then it says in Galatians five twenty two and 23, which is the fruit of the Spirit yes. passage you're talking about, mm-hmm. that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, gentleness and self-control. The law is not against such things. Not or against in such things. It says, "Against such there is no law." Right. Yes. So I think when it comes to a lack of gentleness, I think that a lack of gentleness comes from a spirit of pride and and immaturity. Hmm. So hmm. the question is: Is how can you check your pride at the door so you can practice gentleness? I like that. Check our pride at the door. So we can practice, practice gentleness. gentleness because it is something like to be that. practiced. Yes, it is a fruit of the spirit, but it is something to be practiced. Well, that's how you sharpen your skills, right? That's how the Holy Spirit um, can develop it even more in your life as you practice, right? right? As you put it into practice in your daily life. Yeah. Okay, well, I think there's some things that we could ask ourselves. Yes. If we want to check our pride at the door, again, maybe going back to what we said with our girls, just 
a checkup, a self-evaluation. So I think one thing we can ask, am I considerate, generous, and fair? Or the opposite, am I rigid, exact, and demanding? Mm, That's a big question. You know, being gentle... I don't, um, I don't, it doesn't mean that, you know, you just let everybody walk all over you and you never speak up, but I don't want to be characterized as rigid and demanding of my way. Right. So like you said, that's prideful. It is prideful. Me being rigid and set and this is the way I've done it or the way I think it should be done and everybody else should agree. That, ugh, that sounds terrible just saying it. And if you do have, you know, this personality that is demanding, the best thing for you to be aware of is to be self-aware mm-hmm. so that you can practice the gentleness in your leadership or mm-hmm. in your family. If you know that that's a place where, like for me, I can be and have been abrasive. Well, I had to own that, step back, be tempered through pain, and and then begin to transform into the person, the husband, leader, father that God's called me to be Mm -hmm. so that... I can be more considerate, more generous, and fair. So it it's a it's a constant transformation. Yes. In there. Yes. What's another question? All right. You got like five questions on here. I think we can ask, am I prepared to be sensitive to the things going on with the other people around me, or am I just consumed Ooh. with my needs? Man. Because you're not going to be gentle That's Philipp- with others. That's a Philippians 2. Yes. Yes. Have the same attitude, attitude as that of Christ. Christ. Yes. Humility and putting others above yourself. All right. Mm-hmm. What's the third question? Third one. Do I show appreciation to those that serve me? You know, maybe it's a... Um, a coworker, an assistant, someone that assists you at work. Maybe it's your spouse. Um, Two words. Thank, thank you. you. Mm-hmm. And and not just flippantly, but but show appreciation as yeah. well. You know, do you reciprocate um, by maybe having a kind act? You know. Towards mm. them. Do I show appreciation to those that serve me? It's mm. good. Yeah. All right. Another one. Do I tell myself that I'm standing on principles or am I just being stubborn? That's your question. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> That's my that question of you. the day. Yes. That is you. I know. I am such a principle and rights and oh my gosh. justice. <laughs> Lord. Uh, that is so But mean. 
Many times it is probably because you can be stubborn. Of course, you get stubborn when you get ticked off. You I dig get your mad. heels in, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll get stubborn and dig your heels in, yeah. Uh, but if yeah. you think you're right, then you'll keep fighting. <laughs> I mean, you, uh, you, but you know, you keep at it. Again, Scripture says you only need be still. Let me fight your battles for you. Many times, and even on principle, you know. I don't have to be so stubborn that I can't be kind mm-hmm. and gentle to others around me and consider their feelings are or you thoughts. Be- are you becoming more merciful? <laughs> Why does it always come back to this? <laughs> Why? I am not Florence Nightingale for a reason. <laughs> okay. 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 All right. Let's keep going. Last question. Last one that I have. Uh, You'll like this one at the end. Am I becoming increasingly? So there's, like you said, it's the process. It's a daily transformation that we're allowing the Holy Spirit to do. Am I becoming increasingly reasonable, compassionate, and kind? Or more unreasonable, crusty and unkind like a curmudgeon yes i knew that that's what you would think of i knew it yeah and who wants to be around a curmudgeon nobody see that's just it you know when we talk about this abrasiveness this harshness this edge that we have when we're not displaying gentleness in our words and actions no one really wants to be around no, you. Nobody wants to be you around you. You are not that. a person that is has an attractional quality of Christ. Nope. And people don't want to be around you. No, you stink. Yeah. You do not have the you're aroma of Jesus. You're actually repelling people. You're repelling people. Yeah, you're repelling oh, yeah. people, which is terrible. Yes, it is. Know? But I, I did. And you I wonder did. why you don't have no friends. Well, I, I loved, again, just that word in there. Am I becoming increasingly more compassionate, more reasonable, and more kind? I I need that reminder. That's a great question. Mm -hmm. I needed these reminders. Those are really good. Thank you. Really good questions. Maybe I just did this one for myself. (laughs) Um, But I'm thinking there's other people that might appreciate hearing this. Heck yeah. Yeah. I can think of quite a few. <laughs> you, you can't point that out for people. That's like sitting in the sermon, Spencer, and going, oh boy, I wish so-and-so was in the sermon, to, in the service today so they could hear this because this is just for them. But honey, I'm a nine on oh an Enneagram. That means I'm the most Christ-like. Whatever. Yeah. You're a... No, actually, you need the Challenger 8 to tell you you're not as Christ-like as you think. Well, thank you for being that eight in my life. You're welcome. I'm just glad. I'm just glad that we're right next to each other. You're an eight, and I'm a nine. Whatever. We're a good team, hun. We we're are a good, good team. That we are. <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening in to the Quarter Three podcast. We are so grateful to uh, have you join us. Yes, leave us um, a message. Uh, or send us a message if you would like, and let us know how God's developing uh, 
a gentle spirit in you. Tell us some ways that you've been able to apply and display gentleness. One last thought. You have helped me to become more of a gentle spirit and person. Yeah. Thanks, hon. And I think that that's important for everybody to understand and know that your spouse Mm -hmm. is a part of your transformation Mm. story Mm -hmm. because of who they are and who God designed them to be. They are a part of the gifts being sharpened in your own life. Mm Mm-hmm. So let God use your spouse in order to make you more gentle, to make you more kind, to work on that self-control, to deepen that love, to, to produce that fruit of the Spirit uh, that God's given to you. God wants to use your spouse in order to do so. Plus, I think if, mm. if you're not married... God has other people in your lives that can do that as well. That will do that as yes. well. So to li- be appreciative of that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And let and thank God that he does that. And then when you are struggling with being gentle in a brutal world, recognize that God's grace is greater mm-hmm. than your sin. Yes. And that he loves you. He doesn't hate you. He's for you, and he's going to do everything in his power, his sovereignty, his authority to mold you and shape you into the image of his son, Jesus. Mm. And he'll use your spouse to get you there. So there's my one final thought. All right. It's a wrap then. It's a wrap. Again, Thanks. we appreciate y'all listening. Hey, and remember. Uh, two? Well, you, Is that you, what we were going to do? You, yeah. You, okay. Were you about just, to say something? No. No. You put your finger up. I know. Like, I'm sorry. I got, I got, no, I was I doing that last, to like. I got one last thing. No, I got one like, last thing to say. Here we go. Ready, go. <laughs> oh, I don't need that. <laughs> just sorry. follow my lead. It's like a dance, Lisa. Got it. You got just it. stepped on my toes, got baby. It. I'm sorry. That's okay. That's okay. I love you anyways. Thanks. All right. All right. Here we go. Remember this, people. Two Two are better better than than one, and and a cord of three strands strands is not easily broken. broken.